0: It's great to be with you. Do we have good audio and video? All right, I'll assume we do. Well, it's great to be with you, Andy. uh, No doubt uh, I will be cheering for Army, as I always have. And I would get killed because my uh, father-in-law, my wife's dad, is uh, Class 46 from West Point. So West Point uh, is uh, really deep in our world. Uh, Yeah, uh, I love serving by the best Navy in the world, except for uh, one day in December, and then we're, we're combatants on the battlefield. Um, Andy, you mentioned the Valor Farm. That's what's behind me. That's our barn where we have our horses do equine therapy. We have an indoor riding arena and things, but the, the fun thing is that, and many of you know about this, I won't belabor this at all, um, we're starting to move veterans into houses, and that's powerful. We wrap a, a quilt around them, and we give them uh, gifts, uh, symbolic, t- to uh, welcome them to family. And then we pray over them. And it's just a very meaningful time. And as you can tell, <laughs> I just get teary talking about that. And then equally meaningful as uh, people, some of, some of those uh, in New Jersey have uh, actually donated houses, tiny homes for veterans to live in. And each one of those houses we uh, dedicate So we've had two house dedications in the last two weeks. Uh, We'll soon be dedicating a house to uh, Uncle Dan. Uh, That's Andy's uh, uncle who was a distinguished veteran and uh, well-respected by the whole family. And so Uncle Dan's legacy will be able to extend far beyond uh, his earthly life because every day a veteran that lives in that house will look at the biography, the picture of Uncle Dan and be inspired to stand a little taller, uh, serve a little more, uh, and that's the way it is with with all our our veterans in those dedicated homes. So uh, yeah, you can talk to Andy, talk to me. It's, it's a work in progress. We're seeing wonderful life transformation. The thesis is that uh, America's veterans are an untapped national treasure. And uh, from I met a, I'm at a na- I spoke on national security at Liberty University yesterday, and I said one of the major national security issues is. Uh, How do we prepare people for the military? Less than 25% are even qualified to go in because of their lack of uh, mental, behavioral, or physical capabilities. That is a commentary on America's youth. But then also America's veterans. We are crazy as a country if we do not help our veterans get healthy and then put them back in the fight as coaches, educators, teachers, entrepreneurs, uh, societal role models. We, We need to do that as soon as possible because America needs our veterans with all their character, their competencies, their commitment, now more than ever before. So, uh, thanks for those uh, in the room that have supported that in various ways, and uh, we're we have a tiger by the tail. So anything you can do it would be great. I'd be grateful. Uh, now, um, let me dive in the uh, our intro uh, gentleman. I don't even know his name. I, it's great to see new faces appear on the uh, Bergen County uh, NCS team and. Uh, he said uh, we're all fellow uh, comrades on the battlefields of life, and so isn't that true? Uh, we are certainly serving on battlefields of life. I wanted, as Andy said, to discuss a specific topic. It's, uh, it, I would call it guard your heart. I've got a great friend. Uh, we, we do a lot of things together, and invariably, whether when he says hi or when he says goodbye or whenever he's speaking at things, he'll say guard your heart. And it was a great reminder to me recently as we did a conference together. Uh, and so I think Guard Your Heart is uh, something we all hold in common. Uh, we all have heart stories. I know Andy does. Uh, some others in the room may have heart stories. But uh, the reality is that I have my own heart story uh, many people don't know about. Um, it was uh, four years ago, I was uh, laying in bed. I got out to go to the bathroom. I got back. and. Uh, And it felt like, uh, when I laid down, it felt like a horse kicked me in the right calf. And I thought, what is this? And I got out of bed to uh, stretch the charley horse out, I thought. And the net is that it wasn't a charley horse. Uh, My right side of my body was starting to paralyze. I was able to get back in bed. I tapped my wife. By that time, my speech was slurred. And I was having what they call an ischemic stroke. She uh, was uh, really cool under fire. She got the medics there. Uh, they did telemedicine back to the hospital. I talked to a doctor on a computer screen. Uh, as just as soon as I got there, he told me about this thing called TBA, a TPA, a clot buster. And, uh, I, he said, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's about a third of a chance it might kill you about a 50% it, nothing, you know, it'll help you. And 30% nothing will happen. And so uh, he said, what do you want to do? And I, I looked at him like with my left hand, which I could move and said, well, what would you do? And he said, I'd, I'd do it right now. I looked at Kathleen. She said, yeah. And the medics had already uh, I charged up the syringe and thing, So I put a, gave a thumbs up and they, they plunged it into me. And, uh, it, uh, in about 90 seconds, the symptoms started to disappear. And then, uh, when you take TPA, they put a 24 hour nurse on you for the first 24 hours, just constant. And so by the end of that, Period, we were walking, doing laps around the ICU. And uh, I had a later appointment with the neurologist, and he, he showed me a little white dot in my brain and says, you you're, congratulations. You are just experienced the top 1% of outcomes for something like this. And so I was grateful to Kathleen, grateful to God. You always ask, uh, you know, why uh, did uh, God not spare me uh, either the, the pain and suffering or the death? from something like that, and you, you always have to go, he who began a good work, and you will be, will continue it until the day of Jesus Christ. So, uh, you know, that that just uh, sort of re-fortifies you when you survive something like that. They say there's nothing more exhilarating than to be shot at and missed. So, you know, in, in all seriousness, I was grateful to the Lord for that. Uh, w- what happened there, uh, you know, I aligned with Dr. Ben Carson, and I called him, and I said, hey, uh, what do I do? And he said, you need to talk to Tony Nobles on the West Coast. And Tony Nobles is a medical uh, inventor. Uh, they did some testing, and they found out I had a hole in my heart. 25% of Americans have this. Uh, it, it doesn't always appear. Uh, but it's called a PFO, a, uh, a patent formula ovale. And it's a communication. It's a, a little flap that closes when we're born for most people. Uh, but if you have the, the, the open communication there, it allows... Dirty blood that comes back into your heart to escape up into your brain. It doesn't go through the lungs for cleansing, filtering, all that stuff, as God intended. It goes straight to the brain, and so it's a, a possible source of chronic fatigue syndrome, ischemic strokes like I had, and other things. So they thought that was the problem. They investigated. They found I had a, a PFO of communication. I'll get back to this in a bit, uh, but there was leakage in my heart, leakage from one side to the other. And it resulted in bad things. Uh, so the net, I went to Germany um, with uh, Tony Nobles. It wasn't FDA approved in the United States. They did a uh, subcutaneous uh, suture in my heart going up through the, the vein, you know, on the leg and all the way up. And he had these medical devices before he took me to Germany. Um, we, uh, he, he took me to California to his lab and I operated on a pig and I did the same operation on a pig's heart. So I knew exactly. And then I was awake during the operation and watched it. Uh, I won't go on, but obviously, that's a significant emotional event. Perhaps many of you have had your own significant emotional events uh, related to hearts or health or whatever. So I'm going to focus on the heart today. Uh, you know, obviously, we all value our hearts. We recognize, recognize how critical it is to our physical health and many other things. So uh, we all value our hearts, and the, the, the reality is that God values our hearts even more. And so I want to focus on one particular uh, verse of Scripture, and I'm going to do a screen share here. And it should be right there in front of you. Uh, do you have that? I'm not getting any feedback. I'll assume, I'll assume you have it. Okay, good. Okay, great. So the the the, the key verse is, as, as it says, you're familiar with this, above all else, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. So I was thinking about that, and I wanted to cover just a, a couple of ways, I think, uh, some of those everything you do flows from it. Uh, the first I would highlight is this notion of courage. Uh, we've talked about courage in the resilience equation before, and as you may know, the, the, the root of uh, courage is core C-O-U-R, and that's the Latin word for heart. And so immediately we dive in from the heart into courage, and we discussed uh, like, okay, what's courage? It's uh, staring down fear, Eleanor Roosevelt said, uh, or it's holding on 10 seconds longer. There's a lot of different ways to define courage. Um, we uh, in sessions before have dev- have said fear, which is the the thing that uh, often presents itself either, you know, for whatever reasons, fear plus faith, fear plus faith equals courage. And so that's what allows us to be courageous. Uh, and, and as it says here, that's what allows us to be brave uh, in, in, in the things that we encounter. And uh, I would just highlight, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this, but courage is not just physical. It's not just fighting the lion, defeating the bear, whatever. Uh, it's physical. Some of you may have to rush a machine gun uh, sometime in your life or a a robber or whatever, but often it's mental, it's emotional, it's relational, it's spiritual courage. Uh, Louis Zamperini out of uh, Unbroken, his greatest act of courage was walking down about 50 yards down the aisle. He'd been captured by the Japanese, tortured, uh, great airman before that, all those things, but his great act of courage was 50 yards down the aisle to say yes to Billy Graham. And that changed his whole life. Uh, so, you know, they're different type of courage, but, uh, it comes from your heart. And if you've got leakage in your heart, if you've got bad things impending on your heart, you know, Vince Lombardi said, fatigue makes cowards of us all. Well, uh, that's, that could be extended that, uh, all sorts of leakage, all sorts of failure to guard our heart uh, makes cowards of us all. It says the wicked flee when no one is pursuing, but the righteous can be bold as a lion. So if we're going to be bold as a lion, if we're going to be courageous, uh, we, we need to guard our hearts, and, and that allows us to be brave. The second point, uh, not a, a, you know, n- no mystery to you, is character. Uh, our, our heart is a, a source of character. It says in Psalm 78, 72, David shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart and the skill of his hands. So character is very important. Uh, and uh, I found in, in leadership, Napoleon said the moral is to the physical is three is to one. Uh, so in leadership, a real focus on uh, character is, is critical. Competence, competencies are very important. We know that but character is even more important. It's the trump card. So, uh, and character helps us determine what's right. Obviously, we as men of God can uh, can go right to the word of God. That's where we determine what's right and true and honest and just. And uh, so it's, uh, it's important again with character that we have no leakage. Uh, there, there needs to be full integrity um, it says uh, integrity in my mind is um, a seamless integration of faith, family, and profession into a God-honoring life message. So, if we have any leakage in our heart, so to speak, if if we're uh, duplicitous between how we act at work, how we act in our family, how we act at church, if there's a lack of integrity, a lack of in the Navy, they call it watertight integrity, it means it doesn't leak. So if, if there's no leakage out of our heart or no bad things impacting on our heart, then we are able to maintain the character that God has put in us, continue to grow and, and to do what's right in God's eyes. And then the third, very simple, these are three C's, by the way, if you didn't catch that, you know, military guys gotta have alliteration and all that. So uh, uh, the third one is conviction. Conviction is, we said, what's brave, what's right. Conviction is what's lasting. It says, grow not wearing well-doing, knowing that in due time, you will reap your just reward. You know, many times conviction uh, and calling, they're, they're related. I say calling is the golden thread of resilience. You know, know your calling ahead of trauma and and transition and things. Remember your calling in the middle of the battlefields uh, and and when you've been body slammed. And then after the fact, revalidate your calling because God uses trauma, transition, other things to uh, redirect our lives if we listen to a still small voice. So conviction is very important. Uh, I would highlight uh, uh, that conviction and what's lasting is directly linked to uh, perseverance as well. You're familiar with verses about perseverance, particularly in Romans 3 through 5, the progression, perseverance, and finally that perseverance that you develop through hardship leads to hope. So um, perseverance is an important word when we're talking about conviction and and, uh, staying the course, running the race, lasting, uh, uh, as it says here. Uh, Perseverance, the Greek, is proskaterio. And it's interesting because proskaterio means moving towards strength, moving towards strength. And so in uh, Army Ranger School, they teach you when you're going up a a tough hill, you got a 90-pound rucksack on your back. You know, it, you start to lose it physically. And then they teach you to have picture an imaginary rope in front of you. And you literally put out your hands and you pull your hands forward on an imaginary rope like you're really pulling yourself up the mountain. Uh, it's a, a mental device, but it, it's very helpful. And uh, for me, that, that uh, is very symbolic because as you're going up a mountain, a, a tough challenge, you get weaker and weaker and weaker. And yet, as you get weaker, when you pull on that rope, if Jesus is at the other end of that rope, if he is the anchor of your soul, then as we grow weak, we actually grow strong in him and we're able to do things that uh, sometimes seem humanly impossible. So I, I would just say, as I look at all of this, I say, uh, you know, we've got to guard our hearts. And there's various things, a quick couple of questions you might discuss together uh, one question is, first, uh, does this make sense, uh, but, but specifically, uh, what area, courage, character, conviction of guarding your heart uh, needs a little, uh, a little shoring up? Uh, where might you have some leakage uh, between uh, you know, the outside world and your heart? Uh, you know, for me, sometimes it's just simply TV, it's internet, those things that, you know, innocent, it's innocent enough, it seems, but it, it uh, even if it's not pornographic or anything like that it even that can become an addiction a distraction it can provide leakage in your heart so so what is that for you and uh, and then specifically where do you need to, to guard let me stop this here where do you need to guard your heart uh in these uh, three areas so the questions you might ask now uh, let me let me conclude um above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it, okay? That's important, we know that. Courage, character, conviction. Turnier, Paul Ternier, you've heard me say this before, perhaps, he says, we fall the way we lean. So if we're gonna fall the way we lean, we need to be leaning in the right direction. We need to be guarding our heart, and as the body slams of life inevitably come our way, it's uh, theoretical until it happens to you, and then it's raw, and it's real, and it's visceral, and you're going to hope, you're going to wish that you had been guarding your heart and you fall in the right direction into the arms of the living God, hiding under the shelter of His wings until the destruction passes by, whatever form that takes. If we're not guarding our hearts, we'll fall in the the wrong direction. If we are guarding our hearts, it will prevent leakage, it will allow us to be brave, it will allow us to, to pursue the right things out of our character, and it will allow us to uh, invest in things that are lasting. Uh, and we'll, we'll get there with perseverance uh, and, and with a sure assurance of our calling in Jesus. So with that, men, that's all I would have to say. God bless you. It's always great to be with the team in New Jersey. I love you guys. And I wish I was there with you in person. Take care.